0: Hello and welcome to the Surface Tension Podcast. My name is Alex. My co-host over here is Craig. We are going to be exploring deep questions and looking for deep answers to spiritual questions and questions about life in general. We're happy to have you here. And here we go.
1: Hi, welcome to our podcast. Alex, I'd like to launch our episode with a silly a possibly borderline inappropriate question that I thought was really intriguing that I heard recently from a friend. Great. You ready? Yes. What if you're doing shit that really matters? What, what what if you are doing shit that really matters? Okay, now forgive forgive me. I'm quoting, so you know, apparently it, there's a verse in the Bible somewhere that says if you're quoting it's okay. So I totally I think, <laughs> it plays. I'm I'm with it. Forgive me for that. But what if you're doing stuff that really matters? How does that land on you?
0: The thought that comes before that question or the multiplicity of thoughts, none of them are good. Hmm. Hmm. If you're asking that question, the presupposition is that potentially what I'm doing doesn't matter. If I weren't here, nobody would miss me. My contributions to this are not mission critical. What if it's not what I'm doing doesn't matter, but the cut below is I don't matter. What if I don't matter? So that's the negative side of that question. Putting that in the affirmative creates space for us to explore. But those preceding thoughts, those are very negative and very discouraging.
1: This really stirs up the soul conversations for us, doesn't it? This question, these concepts really create space for us. Some people feel invisible like they're walking around nobody cares nobody notices somebody some people feel like they don't belong some people feel like they have nothing to bring to a conversation to a circumstance situation and this really starts to challenge this uh those soul conversations that we can have with ourselves and you you did something mid thought which is really interesting you went from what if I, what I'm doing really matters to what if who I am really matters why is it important that we're realizing what question we are asking? Because those are two well, different the second, important
0: questions. The second question of who I am matters is foundational. That's, I would say, w- what I'm doing is a little bit more inci- incidental. It's not as though that's a trivial question, but if we're talking about ground floor identity level examination, what if I matter? That's something that we start to learn as children in a pre-verbal state. Our worldview, we begin constructing it based on our relationships with the people around us, primarily our parents and their circumstances, and our living situation, and all of that, and you figure out where you are in the pecking order of importance before you can even say mommy, daddy, and that stays with us well into adulthood, and if we don't challenge that and blow that up, that leads people down very dark paths. It's led me down interesting things paths. And I'll share this. I don't know if I've ever shared this on, uh, on the show before, but when I was born, my mom's mother was in a very poor state of health. She had just had a second or third catastrophic stroke and was not in a good place. So my mom was ob- obviously very emotionally conflicted. She has no control over that believe my house was being renovated, remodeled, lots of odd workers coming in and out, loud noises, things like that. I come from a great family, right? But these were circumstances that probably pointed me down a road of, this is, you know, you are not the most important thing here. There's all these other things going on. I have no memory of this, but this has been relayed to me. at many a time saying the circumstances around your birth were pretty chaotic and it's like mm. oh okay mm. but we all have that in different degrees and different ways of interfacing with the world and figuring out who we are how much or how little we matter in the grand scheme of things and we're always looking for evidence that either that really supports our theory so if i think i don't matter enough, I'm probably going to look for evidence to support that. And then that becomes more concretized or solid in my worldview. I start building that case to better explain who I am, where I'm at, and why things are the way that they are.
1: Okay. So in building the case, I love that. And we talk about that image often, what supporting evidence are we going to try to line up on the um, I matter? Do I matter question? Am I doing things that really matter? Is it possible you could answer one of those questions, yes, and one of those questions, no?
0: I think it just comes down to the measuring stick of matter. And the world's measuring stick for whether you matter is very, very different from God's measuring stick.
1: Talk more about that.
0: There's a reason why over 50% of kids growing up in the United States right now want to be social media influencers, streamers, gamers. That right now is being pointed to as the life worth living. These people seem to have all their stuff together. Everything's firing. They have followers, which I think is a terrible, odd word to use. And it contributes to a worldly ego uh, and feeling like you matter more than you do. But it's hollow. It's. I have friends who have millions of followers on their social media accounts, and they still have really bad days and they still crave authentic relationships. They still want people to tell them the truth about who they are and how they feel about them. They don't want to be worshipped as a larger-than-life figure. It might feel good in the beginning, but it gets emptier over time. And so we think that we're doing these things to matter more. You know, look at people who are entrepreneurs, uh, famous people, people that we would just say are successful. But the God of worldly success is money, fame, influence. And that God is is seducing a lot of people right now.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. The matter, the topic of uh, whether who we are matters or what we're doing matters, really uh, on a face level talks is, is really addressing value, right? Are you, are you valuable? Do you have value? And how do you have value? And we've mentioned this before, but it's probably good to reset again. In the world of philosophy, there's two kinds of value. There's intrinsic value and there's instrumental value. Intrinsic value is you are valuable, period, no matter what. Instrumental value is, you're going to have value if you can bring me something that I want, something I desire. You, people do that with relationships all the time. Why do cool kids want to hang out with cool kids? Well, there's instrumental value. I will be perceived as being cool if I can hang out with the cool kids, mm-hmm. right? There's intrinsic value in trying to communicate to the people around us. You have value no matter what you're doing, no matter who you are. I would be curious to hear from you if we weren't going to use words and we wanted to try to communicate to the people around us today the rest of your rest of your day once we leave the studio that they have value how would we do that how would we communicate to the people around us they have value if we couldn't use our words
0: look them in the eye i think look them in the eye smile give them a hug Listen, not with our ears, but with our hearts, our bodies, everything. Just be fully present. Pay attention. Yeah, treat conversations, honor conversations uh, for the relationship rather than as a rehearsal or... Something to get through.
1: Yeah. That's so good. You sounded sounded like a marriage seminar right there. Those things. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> that would
0: be well because that would
1: that would make any marriage better. That would make any relationship better. And the deeper question is why? Why would we do that? Why does that person have value? Intrinsic value. Why do they have intrinsic value? Why do you have intrinsic value? Let's let's get it away from the <laughs> philosophy. Alex, why do you have intrinsic value?
0: Well, we're never going to appreciate why other people matter until we understand why we matter. Yeah, very very well said. So why do we matter to God?
1: Well, yeah, let's back it up half a step. Why do we matter? We matter to God. Why do we matter to God?
0: We're his children.
1: Let's keep let's keep going. How do we know we are his children?
0: He created us. Yes. Yeah. And
1: he didn't just create us, and I think this is the power of the gospel for people that are searching for the value, intrinsic value that they really have. He didn't just create us, he redeemed us. And that twofold concept is huge. I shared with someone the other day this cute little old story this this boy had this little sailboat kit, and he made this created this little sailboat, you know, and he thought it was the coolest thing, and he took it down to the little creek by his house and he put it in and it was sailing down this creek and he was so excited about it and then it started picking up more speed, more speed with the current and he started chasing it and all of a sudden it got away and he he lost it. And he was so sad, went home, told his parents how sad he was that that he had lost his sailboat. A couple days later, he was walking downtown and saw his sailboat in the window of a store for sale. And he's like, what? The very same <laughs> the one? The very same one. Someone had f- taken, found it, taken it to a pawn shop. I don't know, made a couple bucks off it. Now the owner was selling this in the window. And he was so excited. He ran home and he got his money. And he went to the shop and he bought his sailboat back. And he got it out of the store and he held it up high in the air. And he said, little sailboat, you are twice mine for I have made you and I have bought you back. I created you, and I redeemed you. Hmm. That sailboat had incredible value in that boy's eyes because he had made it. We have value. God has made us, and he has redeemed us. I tell you, I've shared this before, and I need to hear it every single day. If I ever waffle on how much value I have, all I have to do is look to the cross I have to look to what Jesus did for me on the cross, and I will see an incredible cosmic price that was paid to tell me today, you are valuable.
0: You're worth creating. You are worth redeeming. You're worth spending time with.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: So why do we feel like the little boat where someone walks
1: into the store and say, how much is that? And, uh, you know, sales clerk gives him a price and says, oh, it's a little too much. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go have a soda instead. Why do people feel that way? Because that's not reality. Why do people feel like they're not worth being bought back? Not worth redeeming.
0: What if we began to entertain the idea that we mattered to God more than we could ever imagine or appreciate?
1: That's a great starting place. Possibility. Is it possible? We mean more to God than we will
0: ever know. That sounds nuts. on On its face, it sounds nuts, right? Yes, absolutely. And that's why it should move us, mm-hmm. because it is so um, that defies reason, that defies what we've experienced in any relationship ever. Yes, who is bailing you? out of prison if the price is in the trillions Mm -hmm. or whatever you would like to say that the bail is. God says, I'm giving you everything and yeah, your bail price is my son Mm -hmm. and I'm going to pay it. And I, I don't know, I think he would do it again. That is so
1: good. And part of me wants to just leave space there just to hold on that, to sit with that, to chew on that. Because that is something that we need to hold on to.
0: But it's one thing, again, we talk about this often, it's one thing to think about this. It's another thing to feel it. You can intellectualize I matter. You can say it as a positive affirmation in the mirror 50 times in the morning and 50 times in the evening, and it still doesn't have deep roots. So how do you feel it is the question. It's one thing to know. It's another thing to know in your heart, right? Yes. Knowing in your head and, in, and knowing in your heart and in your soul and your being very, very different things. And if there's a disconnect between that knowing in your head and the knowing in your heart, or if you feel like you should have it all figured out and say, oh, I know how much I matter to God. But if you don't actually feel that, there's still an issue. Yeah. There's still an issue. So how do people experience God's love in a way that sinks those roots deep into their soul. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we're all looking for is, is for those roots to sink deeper into us with all of these questions that we are asking and all of the relationships that we have. With every episode in this entire podcast, we are trying to figure out how do we let these truths not just take a vacation to our hearts, but set up shop for good.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Well, I tell you, I don't know if this is the right answer, but it's what came to mind for me. The action movement has to accompany a new a new belief. Uh, if you believed a girl was really into you <laughs> and you just said, oh, that's nice. Boy, I'm going to sleep better tonight knowing there's someone out there that really enjoys me and thinks I'm valuable. Well, that's going to have limited benefit. But if you actually put movement and action to that, fill in this blank. Because I am incredibly valuable to God, I will. Now all of a sudden we have movement, we have action. It's not just a statement of, of fact or position or identity. It's it's actually begging the, okay,
0: then, because. How would you feel that? I don't even know if I would use the word will in the beginning because I would want somebody to learn to really sit with it more and say, because I matter to God and he loves me so much, I can. And I don't know if that's a step before I will, but it it almost just feels like a license to be I can exist. Awesome. Yeah. I go ahead and run that out. What is your
1: personal answer for that? I can. I will. Doesn't matter which one you choose there.
0: I can exhale. I can make mistakes. I can say the wrong thing. I can be redeemed. I can laugh hysterically and be foolish. I can love without fear. I don't need other relationships in my life to act as a surrogate for my primary relationship with God. I don't need to have other people fill the space where God belongs and then not be able to operate in those relationships in a healthy way. If we're looking for a God-level relationship with other people, those relationships get really tricky. They get really, really tricky.
1: That was... That was a wonderful list. And once again, I've said this before. If I'm listening in the car at the gym, I'm going to go back and listen to what you just said as that list of, because I'm of infinite value to God, I can, I will. Because there's both a an experiential, this is how it's going to impact me personally, but this is going to how it's going to impact others through me. My value is The God-given value I have isn't just going to settle with me. It's going to go through me to the people around me. I think of Mother Teresa being the champion of this great concept of she knew how cherished and loved she was. And she decided, I want to express the God-given value that these poor people who are dying in Calcutta, India, aren't getting from anywhere else. She wanted to look deeply into the eyes of people and say, you matter. You're a person. Someone lying in the gutter that's been discarded. You know, the the phrase karma's a bitch. Yeah, I've heard it. (laughs) Um, It's true because as soon as someone got a disease or an illness or something, they believed that they had done something wrong. People didn't want to have any part of it. And so they would be completely discarded to fend for themselves and die on their own. Mother Teresa said, no, that's not what we're going to do because these people have intrinsic value. God made them. He sent his son to redeem them. I want them to experience that.
0: More pieces of us matter to God than we want to allow. You said that to me a a long time ago, not in those words, but you said draw a circle of yourself and then shade in areas of, okay, what are the areas that you like? Uh, Fill in this, and I think I shaded in about 60%, (laughs) and then you said okay shade in the areas that you don't like and filled up some more and you said okay now the areas that you're not quite certain about and then the whole thing was you know eventually shaded in and then you said how much of that does God love how much of you if you're the circle how much of you does God love and I this was early on in our friendship, and I was like, I don't know, dude. And you said, well, it's all of it. It's all of it. It's our idiosyncrasies. It's our weird particularities, our goofy personalities, Our even our anger, our tendency to be selfish. God finds ways to use that. How do, I can't even wrap my head around it now. How does God love my selfishness? How does he love my dysfunction? How does he love when I'm lazy? What is he doing with that? It's amazing. But how does that communicate to me that I truly matter? It's because I'm shading things in based on doing and not on being. That's how we shade in our circle, is the things that we do, not who we are. God shades in our circle because he's shading it in with, I love you for who you are.
1: Well, I'm not even going to try to improve upon that. Thank you for that. That was beautiful. It hit my heart and soul squarely. And I have some reason to exhale and I have some reason to be excited and I have some reason to look at the people around me and try to communicate to them that they have value. And then- well,
0: what's your, I will today. Yeah. Cause you started, you had that question. I'm not ready to wrap this up yet. Mm-hmm. Morris. <laughs> because you can, what will you? Because you can do blank. Then I will do blank. Because I feel blank, I will do blank. Maybe, maybe that's just a question for the audience to sit with today.
1: Yes. yes. And I think it was interesting just as a, uh, an observer to hearing you and your thought map, your conclusions were, this is how it's going to impact me and this is how it's going to impact the people around me. it was interesting because I think there's one more component (laughs) to your point where you were just summarizing and that's because I'm valuable. I will thank you, God. Mm. I will praise you, God. I will worship you, God. I will, I will give you my heart, my time, my attention in your mystery when I'm confused that you love all of me, I'm not going to make that run. I'm not going to, I'm not going to run because I'm confused. I'm going to lean towards you and just try to accept it.
0: So sitting with this, there are some people who aren't fired up on church. They're not fired up on God. They're not fired up on Jesus. In fact, they probably don't want to hear about any of it. But knowing what we know about how God loves us, that's the template, that's the model. How do we go do that today? To Kind of bring this full circle, no pun intended, just talking about the circle. But how do we love other people in a way that resembles this? How do we bring that into our relationships with the people closest to us? Which might even be harder than bringing it into relationships with passerbys and strangers. That's what I'm curious about right now, and I don't know if I have good answers, but I think that is taking a 360 view of this. Sorry for harping on the circle references
1: very good well i've enjoyed this episode thank you and thank you uh, for listening to us and once again we want to thank our supporters at go ministry international for sponsoring our podcast and they've allowed us to do this to try to get this message out into your heart and into your soul into the heart and soul of the people who are going to be listening and Even if you don't pass this on to other people, as Alex has encouraged you to do, I think you're going to pass it on to others through your actions, through the look in your eye, through the love in your heart, through the value of your attention you're going to give to the people who are both near and far from you. So thank you for listening to our podcast. Have a great day.